might get loud. It might light a fire within you. It's all hands on deck. Now, for your listening pleasure, 94.9 News Now presents Mean Chet Martin, the Long Island redneck Brian Bro, and fearless C.V. Burton. This is Freedom on Deck. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Freedom on Deck on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Mean Chet Martin here with you on your Sunday, along with me, as always, the fearless one himself, Mr. C.V. Burton. The Three November Movement. I like the way that rolls off my tongue. The Three November Movement. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm missing out. What is this? Uh, uh, what is this? A sound clip from? Oh, that's I'm imitating Wiley Coyote, but oh. I'm talking. <laughs> All right. I'm talk, but I'm talking about the Three November Movement, meaning that this is a train that ain't gonna stop no matter what. All right, I'm with that, brother. I'm definitely okay. with that. Okay, and just so everybody knows, right now Brian is in New Hampshire. He's putting on a final deal. I'm not going to talk about uh, what he's doing in New Hampshire just yet until he's back on the program with us. But he's uh, taking care of some personal things. Let's just put it that way. It's very easy to digest once he comes back on. And we can have on three great guests today. We're going to have Gordon Vidal be stopping with us on the third segment of the day. We're also going to have Dr. Kendra Becker Musante, and she is really stopping by quite early today, but we're going to put it on for number seven as the end segment. And then all between that, we have a man by the name of Richard V. Battle, and he is going to come on and talk about his new book and a couple big things that are going on throughout the country and just really give you a good idea of, of what we're doing here. So it's going to be a big show, all right? And right now, I wanted to get into a little bit of the audit but before we do that, CV, I just want to remind everybody that there is going to be a anniversary show coming up in September for Freedom on Deck. It's our sixth year on FM Terrestrial Radio. I know that Lee Elsie is also holding a big 9-11 memorial show. We're going to be a part of that as well as a lot of the other hosts, too, that will be a part of that. So um, it's going to be really good. Six years on the station that I didn't know that we were going to make it past six days <laughs> with uh, with me, Brian, yourself. There have been other ones on the show, other guests. I'm not naming everybody off. That's not right. what we do around here. But we appreciate everybody's contributions. And once we do that, it should be pretty interesting to see what we have stored up for next year. Because next year is going to be even bigger. It's pretty significant when you consider the fact that we talk about things that are banned on most other stations. Yeah. They'd they'd love to ban them here too. (laughs) (laughs) But somehow, somehow they don't somehow, some way they don't. So I wanted to talk about this. Um, Today, which was a few days ago, I think this was printed out on, it is August 6th. This is from August 6th. Representative Janelle Brunchen announced she was issuing a subpoena for election materials for Milwaukee and Brown counties 
in furtherance of the assembly campaigns and elections committee's top-to-bottom investigation of the 2020 presidential general election as directed by the enrolled 2021 assembly resolution 15. Her words, not mine. Legislators have been hearing from thousands of disgruntled constituents regarding their concerns with the November 2020 election. From outside money pouring into Democrat-controlled communities to individuals engaging in questionable activities. From improper guidance given to the clerks from the Wisconsin Elections Commission to clerks illegally prompting voters to declare themselves indefinitely confined. The list goes on and on. So they're going to open this up with the audits and check out what happened in Wisconsin and the Brown County, and it looks like a couple other uh, areas around in in uh, areas around surrounding Wisconsin CV. But this is a big deal because the reason I wanted to cover this isn't so much the fact that they're going to audit. What is a big deal to me is it was the people. It was the people voicing their concerns that got this audit started from her words to our ears, to the listeners' ears. And if anybody wants this, they can always ask us for it. It comes from Gateway. But if you do want it, you can always ask us for it. Freedomondeck at gmail.com. Anything you hear us talking about, you can always ask for it. Um, But these are the people getting it done, voicing their concerns, And, you know, it really should happen, I think, state by state, county by county, district by district, town by town. Because if we allow this to continue, regardless of whether 2020 is reversed or not, we'll never have another win again. As As a conservative, it's a real concern. But what is a great, great win is the fact that I see the American public getting things like this pushed forward. It's really awesome. That's exactly why this train is never going to stop. And now this adds Wisconsin to the list of full forensic audits on a scale of Maricopa County in Arizona, which is ongoing still and is very significant. Fulton County, Georgia, is moving forward in like manner, as is Philadelphia and two or three uh, others, if memory serves. And hear me now, believe me later, Eventually, we are going to see full forensic audits in every state of the union to get to the bottom of what really happened on November 3rd. And that is why we are calling it the 3 November movement, of which I'm a proud member. And it is a movement because it is moving and it cannot be stopped no matter what. Even if they take out the movers and shakers at the front, they will be replaced by the ones immediately behind them. And there is no end to the people who are involved or want to be involved. So the theftocrats, they're just going to have to swallow this bitter pill of their own deceit and take the lumps of which they are due. And for everybody out there right now listening, if you have any concerns about a local presidential election, you can obviously, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, You can obviously get on your soapbox, call down to your uh, favorite congressman or your favorite congresswoman, or call down to your senators and tell them you want to be heard. You know, that's the power that we still have in this country uh, that we really should cherish. Our voice does count. 
Uh, I know that it's hard to look at it like that when they rig an election. I get that. And I certainly feel that. I woke up just like uh, like you did, CV, and like our listeners did, thinking that we were going to have the second run for Donald J. Trump, and we didn't because uh, they, they were... They stole it, and I think that there could have been some traps laid out, too. Because what we're seeing now with the audits, you're starting to see CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of them scream louder and louder yeah. about about vaccinations. And they do not want to give any credence to these audits at all. They don't talk about them at all. They barely touch on it with Fox News. Uh, you know, you have to go well, and dig and some search. Of them, some of them, like uh, Mad Cow, um, are going apoplectic about it they are they are they are starting to panic about the audit so that to me is a tell but i i don't watch it i hear it from third parties you know showing me i don't actively go on cnn and or or msnbc to watch anything that they have to offer yeah i don't think i would ever confuse you with doing that (laughs) um (laughs) and i think uh you know you you are correct remember it was probably about six months ago when we played the audio from Miss yes. Mad Cow on the show yep. and her uh, her anger that there would actually be an audit. And that just goes to show you everything. Um, it, this, let, listen, I'll put it this way. They control everything, the media. They control the narrative. They control what you see and what you hear, and they control exactly how they get it out to you, when they get it out to you, and if they get it out to you at all. And they are sweating. They're claiming that our side will cheat, that our side will turn it around with false numbers. The conservative side of the spectrum, aside from the fact that we had Donald J. Trump in the White House, we would never have been able to do any of that. It just, they were, they were chasing our monitors out of the buildings, claiming a plumbing uh, issue and just crazy things like that. And they got away with it. They got away with it. So what the hell are they worried about? They're worried that the real numbers will come in and that they're going to find all these inconsistencies state by state. And once they start finding that, which they already have, by the way, once they start finding that, people are going to demand more just like they're doing here in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, think, I think what you're going to start to see is more movements like this. And if people want to get involved and they want to turn this thing around, do it. You have that opportunity. Make your voice be heard. Right. Speak it even if you're afraid. Don't be afraid of them. They're afraid of you. Don't be afraid of them. Right. Join the 3 November movement. Get involved in any way possible. Burn down the phone lines of your local officials and get things happening. Watch Mike Lindell's special, which is going to start, I think, today or tomorrow. It's like a three-day thing. He's going to expose how the, the computers were hacked, mostly by China, and... Things are getting really heated up in in August. Keep an eye on this. China is just one step away from being heavily influential. I mean, they already are, but it's I, I've seen some things that are very disturbing. I'm sure, we'll talk about it a little later. So, uh, guys, like I said, we got three great guests up on the docket today. We're going to come back and talk a little bit about Joe Biden and his administration. 
mandating COVID vaccines for military without FDA approval. This is a big story. Don't go anywhere, Freedom On Demand. Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and Stimulating Talk. Wanted to get in this with UCV. It's a worry for me, of course, anytime we hear about something incoming for our military and our finest and bravest out there that are fighting for our freedoms. It's a worry for all of us, I would suspect. The Biden administration made a big announcement, and um, we're going to tell everybody what it is right now. This is coming from American Military News. It's also, it's linked everywhere. You can find this anywhere. Uh, I even saw CBS actually put it out there too. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin and President Joe Biden are expected to mandate COVID-19 vaccines for all military personnel this week. New reports revealed on Wednesday. So we should be hearing about this probably tomorrow or probably Tuesday. Reports from the New York Times and CNN said Austin is expected to make a final recommendation to President Joe Biden and request a waiver from Biden to mandate the vaccines ahead of the FDA approval. Now, there's the big one for me. I mean, the fact of the matter is we need FDA approval when we're putting stuff in the veins of our military. I, I, I'm really uncomfortable with that. Officials told Fox News that Austin will take the step on Thursday and will make the official public announcement on Friday. All right, so that's coming up this week. Uh, these are forced vaccinations. I don't care that these are military men and women. And anyone that's comfortable with this has an issue. You know, I, I understand the, uh, the, the thought from somebody that would say it's a good thing. But the fact, and let me just say this. And we're going to talk about this with Kendra later. And this is a fact. The story that I first showed CV was linked up on CBS. The fact of the matter is everybody that's coming out and testing for the new, and I'm putting air quotes, Delta variant, we know that two times more likely are the people that already received the vaccine that are testing positive for this new variant. So we're going to use this same vaccine on our military, whoever hasn't gotten. I'm sure there are military members that have gotten it already. Uh, but we're going to do that knowing that the variant that they're talking about, whether you believe it's uh, exactly what they're saying or not, that they're testing positive if they get the first vaccine more than, more than folks that did not get the vaccine or some people that actually got uh, COVID itself are doing better than anybody else. But the fact of the matter is this vaccine doesn't work. Yep. So uh, I don't really understand. Maybe get it done better, CV. This just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, Dr. Malone, 
who invented the Myrna vaccine, who has been since disappeared because he's speaking out about this stuff, uh, said that that it turns out that the variants to the Chicom virus are being spread by the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. I, I read a study a long time ago that shows that people who get the, the flu shot are more vulnerable and susceptible to the flu virus the following year. Vaccines, yeah. hurt, vaccines hurt your natural immunity to other strains. They don't make your immunity against similar but different strains stronger. And uh, another point I want to make is that, you know, since, since this uh, regime has been actively trying to purge all patriotic America first enlistees from the military by labeling them extremists, this expedites their policy to do so because anti-vactors, by and large, are America first patriots. So I think that is the main reason why they're doing this. And, and wait until they mandate a travel ban on all who are not vaxxed. It's going to get ugly just like it is in France. France is getting pretty ugly over there. It is. Yeah, nobody's really been talking about that either. Uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. The issue with the American public right now is whether they're going to put up with this. I mean, yeah. I forgot, and I'm, we're going to talk about this later with Kendra. Dr. Fraudchi, the uh, little the little shaker that couldn't handle Rand Paul, and got, listen, I'll tell you, man, <laughs> I mean, I have my days with Rand Paul sometimes. I'm like, eh, I, I'll tell you, he took him out to the woodshed a few weeks ago and beat right. the crap out of Fauci. <laughs> and, you know, Fauci couldn't answer because he was asking the real questions that nobody else will ask. But the fact of the matter is, you know, these... The, the news stories hooked on these vaccines tell everybody that if you're an anti-vaxxer, you're the problem. It's not the vaccine so much as the fact that we're, this is America. You have a right to choose whether you're getting vaccinated or not. They have no right to shove that down your throat, and they have no right to, to uh, do the same to your family, your community. They have no right to do that. And the fact of the matter is that the leftists somehow have forgotten about our liberties. They've forgotten yeah. what it matters to be a liberal. Now, if you say, hey, did you get your vaccine? Oh, I don't really want to discuss that with you right now. I, I don't feel that I should have to say that. Oh, well, you didn't. You're probably some Trump supporting knuckle dragger. You didn't get your vaccination. And they are emboldened by this CV. I've had it done to me at customer's house. And, you know, my response was not yet because I just don't want to deal with it. Right. Um, but some people feel bullied into, into saying, no, I haven't, or yes, I have, and then getting attacked. This is not a, that's not the way America works, man. Yeah. Uh, I believe the CDC is in bed with the CCP. I'm not alone in that. A lot of people think that. But the, 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 the CDC is saying that even if you had the virus, even if you had the full-blown Chicom virus and got over it and you have the antibodies in your system, you still have to get vaccinated. And their, their excuse for that is so illogical, it makes no sense. It's like, oh, because we don't know how long your, uh, the antibodies will last. Well, you don't know how long the vaccines are going to last. I mean, you're putting something that's not F FDA approved into your bloodstream. And then you're also having people 
having to get more shots, like follow-up shots, booster shots. That's like that's like connecting your vascular system straight to the government via an IV tube. Who would do that in their right mind? And when's the last time the CDC got anything right when it came to COVID? I mean, the CDC has shown itself to be in the back pocket of the CCP. CDC, CCP, WHO, DNC. They're all tied together. And they all they all lie and cover up for each other. And if you say the truth, they say you're a neo-Nazi. It's just it's absolutely mind-bending to me that people can't dig for the facts themselves. That's what pisses yeah. me off here. Wake up already. What is wrong with getting the facts? What is wrong with knowing what's going into your body? Why is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. If you uh, want to go get listen. You're a listener of ours. You got you have the vaccine, or you want to go get it. Me and CV aren't telling you not to. Yep, we're not. Uh, it's your my, business. My family's going to Venice in November, and I was supposed to go with them. And I was trying to make up my mind, and I had a nightmare that night that I was that I went into some building and they wouldn't let me out. I'm like, and when I woke up, I said. I'm not going to Venice because they they they're gonna do this they're gonna do this uh, no fly ban on me because I'm not vaxxed and I'm gonna be stuck there or I'm gonna spend money on tickets to go and I won't be able to go. So I said no, I'm not going. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, we are up against it. We got Gordon Vidal on the line right now. He's gonna come back with us. Everybody, wait for that. It should be an inter- interesting discussion. Freedom on deck. 94.9 News Now and stimulating. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. And we do a lot of truth-seeking with famed attorney, one of the great voices that has graced our airwaves on 94.9 for Freedom on Deck. And I'm talking about the wonderful, the one and only Mr. Gordon Vidal. Gordon, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. Um, You guys are killing it. I got to tell you, the website is such a great tool because... No matter who I talk to after they listen to you guys, they want to know more. So this is the way to do it. So good for you. It's a it's a great thing, and that really is um, something I'm trying to work on with somebody else with a, a, a website. You know Dana, so I'm trying to to work yeah. on something with Dana as uh, as he's always, you know, he keeps you on your toes. <laughs> <laughs> he lets you know things. If you miss anything, Daniel certainly lets you know. And um, yeah. we, but we have a lot of listeners like that. Um, and I, you know, I miss you and Christine. There is a void there. Yeah. So um, you know, I, it's nice to hear you guys on with Lee every Thursday. I think you guys have been doing a fantastic job with that. Thanks. It's, it's a lot of fun. I miss it a lot. Um, but I. I the polarization has made it so difficult to actually look at the facts. It's it's a tough go. It really is. I think your format's perfect um, to get real information out. So I'm I'm envious. So it, don't be surprised if you see us again or hear us again. Oh, well, I'm not letting you guys go anywhere. You're going to be here for a, for a long, long time until they prop me up, get me out of here, <laughs> and throw me six feet under the the dirt. So um, I, I wanted to get into this with you, Gordon. We've been talking about it a little 
off air and I wanted to get your feelings on this. There's a published study that I digged up and it was conducted by Blue Help and released by CBS in 2020 showing that the calendar year of 2020, 228 police officers committed suicide. Uh, to be transparent, those numbers have steadily increased from 2017, showing 140 police officers committed suicide in 17. It jumped up to 228 police officers committing suicide uh, in 2020. Uh, the total number of police nationwide now surpasses 800,000, not by a lot. It's over and not coming close to 900,000. It's in between there. Why should we believe with those numbers that four police officers present at the January 6th Capitol, and if you want to call it a riot, I call it a protest, uh, the Capitol protest all committed suicide and another officer had a heart attack? Yeah, the, the math doesn't make a bit of sense. And l let me just clarify something. And maybe I have the numbers wrong. Um, it, it was my impression that this year's numbers to date is 88 suicides. Okay. And, and I think that, I mean, I may be wrong, but I think it's 88 this year, which means that almost 5% of all suicides were the result of Capitol Police. That, And when the Capitol Police make up an infinitesimal percentage that just doesn't make sense as and you know what we always go back to the numbers because the numbers you know they try to make them lie um but the, that's just that makes no sense and even if even, let's just say it is true and all it is all as reported that means there's a systemic problem with their hiring practices or their management that is causing an increase in suicides that doesn't make sense no it doesn't you know um my grandfather was a police officer. Some of the worst things that he saw in New York State and working up in Brooklyn, of course, you see things that, um, you'd be, you know, would cause uh, sleep uh, loss and, and uh, definitely uh, some bad feelings. But to think that these officers went into the Capitol building and that was just too much for them. Come on. Yeah. I mean, it, these, it these guys, right, you know, Gordon, these people, they confront terrorists, they confront rapists, they see children that are killed, they see all these horrible things, and this caused them to uh, commit suicide. I don't know, unless they, I mean, this is somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but, you know, maybe they felt badly about the way it all went down and the way it was publicized and politicized, you know, because you have some of these officers holding the door for people coming in. I know. It doesn't make any sense. I'll tell you what. An insurrection, you don't see cops acting as doormen, and you, you also don't see um, the alleged Trump supporter bad guys trying to stop people from going in. It doesn't make any sense, but it was instantly politicized to the point. And you saw the hearing. I mean, how ridiculous was that? It was ridiculous, and it's just another example of the media and the— I, you know, I don't like to pick on them, but the Democrat Party lining it up just so it can look bad on the other side, just so they can say it's the horrible Trump supporting uh, no vaccine knuckle draggers that that are responsible for these four police. And I'm not being tongue in cheek here. Matt Walsh yeah. put 
four police officers commit suicide, and I, and I solely put the blame on the Trump supporters. He put that right out on Twitter. Now, these are, these are people that could give a crap less about any other police officer in the country being hunted down or shot by Black Lives Matter or thrown uh, urine, spit on, punched, accosted by uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter. You don't hear a word about that. But all of a sudden, Nancy Pelosi says the Capitol Police should be served as heroes even though they're committing suicide. It's so insane, Gordon. It really is. Then double down. I mean, I forgot her name, but the woman from the uh, uh, Bush, uh, the, yeah. the Congresswoman. Yeah, yeah. She's demanding. I mean, seriously, she's demanding police protection to protect her while she's trying to defund the police. It, it, at some point, and I truly believe, I truly believe, you know, that great void in the middle where people are just trying to live and do the right thing are starting to see how ridiculous this is. Yeah. Um, but as, as Joe Biden said, it doesn't matter how many votes I get. All it matters is who counts the votes. So, you know, I don't know where we end up. That is, that is exactly what he said. And, you know, it, it frightens me that people can hear, they admit and they do this all the time. And it's something that, um, it's something the globalists love to do is rub your nose and what they're actually doing. And they do it all the time. Uh, I've actually saw it with this next topic that I wanted to bring up to you. But before we get to that, are you worried about uh, they're they're starting to put police state in Florida and elsewhere where they're moving what they're calling the Capitol Police, which is I call status police, and they're patrolling uh, other states out of their jurisdiction? Is this going to move in a worse direction, Gordon? Yeah, of course it is because they're losing control because they're losing the informational battle. And, you know, the fear tactics, um, people aren't going to stand for it a second go. You know, you have these ultra liberals that are beating the drum and they may just simply not understand or maybe they had somebody who was affected. Yeah. But but, you know, it doesn't make it doesn't make it right. And from the very beginning, at the very beginning of this, we, we talked about it many times. Give me the information. We wondered why are other countries exactly having the same statistics, even though there's no lockdown whatsoever. We wonder why there aren't fl- the flu is gone. We wonder why there's no common cold. We wonder all of these things. We, we don't need to wonder. We wonder why they're counting motorcycle accidents as, as COVID deaths. We don't need to. It's all politics and money. And Fauci, you know, when all is said and done, and it doesn't take a whole lot of digging, and there are people out there reporting on it, it doesn't take a lot of digging to realize what he did from, you know, if you follow his career from his rise to fame during the AIDS epidemic and how that was all manipulated for profit and how him and people like Bill Gates basically profiteer on the fear mongering and then exploit it in a number of ways, not just through patents and those types of things, but also through manipulating the stock market as as um, as alleged cures or are um, politicized and monetized and them having that information and actually having everything to do with it becoming the one they pick. So I just hope that at some point people realize that's what's going on. I mean, this Fauci, he, he, what a fraud, what a fraud he is. He, he is an absolute disaster, Gordon. Well, why couldn't they have all just said at the beginning, look, we're not sure but we know, and, and that's the sad part. Eventually, everybody's going to understand 
that we had the cure all along. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Right? Any number of antibiotics are extraordinarily effective. And frankly, sometimes people die of the flu, <laughs> except for last year. So, no, last year, nobody died of the flu. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not saying is I'm. I'm the. La- I'm not ever going to say that. You know, it doesn't exist or anything like. No, that. none of us it's say here. that though. None of us I say know. that. But we're all accused of it. I know, and that's how they. And that's give me the numbers you're about to give me. I'm sorry, but it just it drives me insane. <laughs> I I wasn't going to give you numbers. I I'm just. I mean, over and over and over, all we have to do is look around the world. I mean, there are the examples are out there. It's just like anything. They think they're reinventing the the wheel all the time because they control the history, because they control the press. And in the end, that's all it is. I mean, in the end, the one of you know the safest, simplest antibiotics that you can buy over the counter seem to be pretty darn effective in in treating this and. and you're telling me that these doctors, for whatever reason, were prohibited from using those even as comfort care? This is crazy. This, this, you know, I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to believe what I've been talking about with Bill Gates in particular the whole time and his population control. Yeah, I think you, I think you were right on the, the money. I've always thought you were right about that. Um, and I think people need to look into it more. The article that I sent you about Anthony Fauci, he makes a statement that uh, uh, we're going to get a worse variant than the one now because yeah. of all the unvaccinated Americans. So he's already telling us, and yeah. you'll see it happen. We we know it's going to happen in a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, that they're going to hit us with something that's worth. They're going to start blaming all the unvaccinated for uh, more deaths, more deaths knocking at the doorstep, and they're going to blame it on us. Meanwhile, you have Andrew Cuomo uh, and I'm far less worried about Andrew Cuomo's sexual habits and his mm-hmm. uh, promiscuity and his harassing of women, which I don't, uh, you know, I don't agree with that. I think it's far more egregious that he was responsible for thousands of elderly people dying and they get rid of the investigation on that. So they're going to create another media narrative, Gordon, and they're going to put it solely on the folks that haven't been vaccinated. And guess what? It's going to be even worse. It's going to be the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated here. You know, that's what they're trying to do. Just another way to divide us. And in the end, who's paying for it? The middle class, which is shrinking every day. And yet you scared all of these people to the point where they're supporting them they're, they're, they're supporting their own demise. It makes no sense, but it is it is propaganda 101. None of this is new. It's just higher tech. That's all. And then reading out of National Review, Gordon Vidal on the on the line with us right now. Reading out of the National Review, Gordon, they're taking a lot of the border jumpers. If you want to, I mean, I I call them illegals on this show. It is what they are. Um, yeah. But a lot of the border jumpers that are coming over have COVID. And they're being dropped off throughout the country. And uh, there was one article I was reading up on, and they were concerned in a restaurant because these folks came in coughing, sneezing, and, you know, in, in an establishment where now everybody that was in there is worried that they may have this variant. So meanwhile, the Democrats tell us that we're spreading COVID-19 all over the place when it's clearly them. And I think they're doing it intentionally. There's no doubt. I. I, I'm begging anybody to explain to me the wisdom of a not shutting down the border, but b feeding, transporting, 
giving them cell phones so that they can spread throughout the country. We recently got um, a, I mean, I hate to talk, they're people, right? In the end, they're people yes. they're being used. They're being used and it's horrible. And I want everybody to have a better life. I truly do, but do it the right way. And, and But they're going to do what they're asked to do or told to do for a better future. I get it. But don't ship them into little towns in Connecticut because, I mean, I guarantee you in the next three weeks, you're going to hear about Middletown being a super site for for uh, the variant. And they'll blame us. And they'll blame us. They'll blame me. Yep, they'll blame us. And, you know, Gordon, absolutely. They're people. We want to help everybody. But when you're under a, and I'm putting air quotes up, pandemic, you can't have open borders. I mean, it. It's the simply, and I've called, you know, you know, when I call in the league, why are our borders open if we have a pandemic? Why are our borders wide open and they're driving everybody all around the country and dropping them off without testing them and without giving them a vaccine? Does that make any sense? You can't have it both ways, but listen, in the end, you know damn well if they're monetizing it, politicizing it, and weaponizing it. It's for one purpose, and it's to screw us in the middle class. And that's what's happening. Absolutely. Everybody, that was famed attorney Gordon Vidal, one of the great voices that frequents Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. Everybody, welcome back to Freedom on Deck. Just go to the National Pulse, Raheem Kassam, and what you're going to see is a awesome article that tells you exactly how they set up the machines, how they set up all of the cheating that went along with our 2020 elections, and this was really done in a very smart way by Mr. Kassim, in which he labels every single issue that we had in 2020 and how that audits originally were celebrated by the left, but now we're told that that's interfering with progress and interfering with freedom, which is an absolute monstrosity to even consider that. And uh, he also shows you how they did all this and how they lied about it. Uh, Particularly interesting and we've heard it over the news sites for the past week, is the fact that hackers could get into the system, that they were able to do this right through the Internet, that they were able to travel on and change votes, and that most of the time when we saw it happening, I would venture to say all the time, that it was going towards Mr. Vice, Vice President for Barack Jarrett, Joe Biden, that got the tallied fake vote so you know cv it's really laid out very well in this article by mr kassam um but the important thing to know is that this technology was designed in order to allow cheating ah that was that's exactly what it was for and um to 
to make pretend that it was not done for that reason is not only egregious, but it's dangerous, in my opinion. Yeah. And this, uh, the Center for American Progress was a group started by, or think tank, started by P- Podesta. They were trying to show that Russia stole the election in 2016. So they were showing how, how vulnerable our elections were, and they list all these like nine points of ways to throw an election, which was more, I think, a study on how to defeat Trump in 2020. It's a playbook, is really what it was. On one hand, they yeah. tried. On one hand, they tried to use it to discredit Trump, but since they weren't unable to do that, and Russia collusion came up a bust. Now they were using it to actually steal the election. Yeah. And obviously that's what occurred when we went to sleep and and President Trump was leading in all the swing states that were questionable. And then we wake up and we find out all the dirt that they did. And we find out that uh, it ended up going Joe Biden's way for each and every district that he needed. I mean, it was an absolute embarrassment. And to think that, now they've painted it to the point where the media says that we're the crazy ones. We're the crazy ones for thinking that there was cheating going on when Joe Biden got the most votes out of any candidate in the history of the United States of America. I would venture to say that anyone that believes that is probably not playing with the full deck or is just being very, very disingenuous, not only to themselves, but to our election process. Yep. The the easy layout that he makes here goes through the whole thing. And, you know, it's a lot of rehash stuff that, for the most part, I knew. Right. Obviously, we know that the cheating was right, easy. But, but it's a it's pointed that they were talking about the same thing. Right, right. In, and in 2017, and now they're pretending like they have amnesia. Correct. It's the same thing that they did back when they said Florida was rigged for George Bush. And you could you could go back you can go back and back and figure out that the Democrats are not they don't care about cheating. They do it all the time. Yeah. They live their life like that. That is what they do. There's very few in that side of the party that have said what's wrong with having an audit. Yeah. Just just to hear them say something like What's wrong with having an audit? And let's see what happened. Yeah. Uh, not because everybody controlling these audits, they're not locking the Democrats out of the buildings. Just so everybody understands, they're letting the Democrats sit right next to them. How, how can you be adverse yeah. to having an audit with everybody present? What's the problem? Yeah. There shouldn't be. The and- problem is they know they'll be found out. That's all. Well, just like major advertising corporations know that sex sells, the Democrats know that communist does not sell. It's the opposite of sex uh, of sexy. Communism is is so totally unsexy; it does not sell. It drives people away. So that's why they have to cheat in order to win. That's why they have to keep pushing out these false flags and false narratives. Like racism, for example. Racism essentially does not exist. Race does not exist. Human human beings cannot be the only animal on the planet that has races. It's retarded. 
Okay? It's the only thing that separates us really is the way we think, our philosophy or our culture. That we can debate. But to, to say that everything is divided by the way we look is so freaking childish it's not even funny. And, and, that, and that's, how they, that's how they skate by all the time. By pushing these false narratives. The, the statistics are so low that you'll even get the Chicom virus. But then even if you get it, it's astronomically low that you'll even die from it. It's so, all about control. That's what it is. Our children are being frightened to leave the house. Our children are being frightened to sit by somebody that may not be wearing a mask or is deemed to be dangerous by society. It's just, it's a joke. And, you know, there have been some some real worries about the, the pivot to put against the vaxxed and the unvaxxed and have everybody attack. And, and mostly on that side, that if you see somebody that hasn't had the vaccination and it's your neighbor or or it's your mailman or it's your friend, your family member, report them. Report them to the good Nazis in D.C., and they'll help them. They'll help them. They'll come knock on the door. They'll drag them away. You'll never see them again. Uh, you think that can't happen? I mean, you're, you're blind to it. it. It has been happening. Where's the, so, em- where's the emergency medication for cancer? Far more people are dying of cancer than of this virus. Where's the emergency medication for cancer? I want to see there's, it. There's too much uh, money to be made there, my man. Yep. All right, we're going to come back. We've got... Uh, a good uh, guest on the docket, Richard V. Battles, got a new book coming out. You're not gonna want to miss it. Come back. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Now, and stimulating talk under the Fox News umbrella. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Sunday with us. Don't forget, go over to freedomondeck.com. Check out everything we have to offer for you over there. All of our backtracks and back shows and back interviews, our weekly contributes. We have uh, Alex Newman, so many great, uh, proud, patriotic people that contribute to us, as well as Dan Wass, Julio Rivera, and um, it really does keep getting bigger. Now we have uh, Tom DeWeese, and he's giving us a lot right now, which is just very cool. So any of that stuff will navigate your way over to their websites as well, which we really do appreciate all the help that they give us here on Freedom on Deck. So today's featured guest is a fifth-generation Texan, a longtime Lone Star State business and community leader, and an award-winning author. His latest book is Navigating Life's Journey, Common Sense in an Uncommon Time. I'm talking about the one and only Mr. Richard V. Battle. Mr. Battle, thank you for coming on the program and giving us and our listeners a little bit of your time, sir. Chet, it's my pleasure. It's great to be with you. And it's fantastic to have you. Before we get into uh, the nitty-gritty on the book, the newsletter that you release on a weekly, people can sign up for this and get the first three chapters of your book for free in order to know that. And um, can you just give that website out, please? RichardBattle.com. Richard Battle. See? Nice and simple. You just keep it keep it nice and simple. Great. So everybody go and check that out. So... Um, 
let's get into the nitty gritty of what the book's all about. We have a major problem occurring in Texas, and you guys have good leadership, but throughout the country with the current administration handling illegal border crossings, and you touch a little bit on the leadership of Texas Governor Abbott and his crackdown to charge the illegal migrants on trespassing charges. When did this start up, Richard? And is this going to catch on anywhere else? Can can any other states put down a... Uh, I don't want to say a, a punishment, but they, can they put down some rule of law that follows in the Texas governor's blueprint? Well, uh, those are some great questions. And first, let me say, here's why it's important for your listeners in the Northeast. Until a few years ago, the border issue was only an issue in the border states. But once President Obama shipped thousands of illegal aliens all over the country and forced communities to raise real tax dollars from real taxpayers to pay to support them, it's become a national issue. There's no issue I get called on to comment on any more than the border issue because it's on fire all across the country. Thankfully, Governor Abbott took a leadership position a few months ago with Operation Lone Star committed a billion dollars to build more border wall, sent hundreds of troops to the border to try to help fill the gap. And we've been fortunate that Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Nebraska, among other states, have sent resources as well. And this is something I think every state can contribute to, and I hope that they will, because one thing I think could come out of this that would be fantastic would be a reordering of the balance of power between the states and the national government because the states form the national government, but the national government has been seizing power at unprecedented rates uh, for several years, and I think it's time for the states to reassert their power. Richard A. Battle Online, that's a great point, Richard. Right now, as we've seen with the mess that's going on in Washington, I see that they're kind of sending, uh, you know, I don't want to say state police out of their jurisdictions, which you, you start to wonder if we're going to end up with a police state in this country. I know it's it seems far-fetched, but it's not, is it? Oh, absolutely not. When you start seeing the extra-constitutional things that are going on right now, and even the CDC extending the eviction moratorium, there are so many people at different levels that are issuing edicts beyond their constitutional authority at local, state, and the national level, and that's a real threat to our power. The more power is diffused and decentralized, the more you and I have individual freedom. The more the power is congregated in Washington, the less freedom we'll have regardless of what party's in charge. Richard V. Battle, Navigating Life's Journey, Common Sense in Uncommon Times. It, it really, that, that title rings true. We have an administration right now that was not duly elected by the people. Uh, I, I still believe that President Trump won. Uh, so do my uh, co-hosts, and most of our listeners feel the same. And um, right now what's happening with COVID-19 and what they categorize as a, as a pandemic, sometimes we call it the plandemic, if you, you call it what you will. But to see them attacking American citizens who either cannot get the vaccines, haven't gotten the vaccines yet, or want to know more about it, meanwhile, they're ushering 
in all these illegal border crossers, uh, Rich, and um, they're they're dropping them off without giving them any tests. From what I understand, if we can't get the vaccines, they can't get the vaccines. It seems to me that the Democrat Party is starting a super spreader throughout this country, and um, nobody on that side of the aisle wants to talk about it. Well, that's absolutely correct. And only half of the people in the country are getting the news about this because people who listen to the mainstream media, there is no coverage about this at all. And thousands and thousands of people are crossing the border. Uh, We've got 1,500. They just opened up a tent city in McAllen this week to try to quarantine and treat people in that community. But there are so many coming across that the border patrol is overwhelmed. Absolutely. They're not even able to process all the people. And so they're releasing tens of thousands of them, some with and some without a piece of paper telling them they have to appear. But it's even worse than that in that the cartels are flooding the ports of entry with thousands of people. They overwhelm the Border Patrol. And meanwhile, the really bad guys go at the place where there is no defense, come into the country and bring God knows only what. Terrorism, terrorism, yes. uh, terrorism, the- weapons, sex trafficking, drugs, anything and everything coming into the country. The Border Patrol has acknowledged they've intercepted people from 148 countries this year. Yes, they have. So it's, it's not Mexico and the Northern Triangle. They're coming from all over the world. And what's so exasperating for we taxpayers is the $3 billion a month that the federal government's spending right now is nothing. What's going to happen when all these people come in and 98% of them have to have taxpayer support, the economic threat to our country, the national security threat to our country, and the health threat to our country uh, is overwhelming. And we will suffer and pay a long-term price for that. And it really does. And Richard Battle's on the line with us right now. I urge you to go and get his his new book, Navigating Life's Journey, Common Sense in Uncommon Times. Go on the website, richardbattle.com. You can sign up for his newsletter and get the first three chapters for free. And then go get the book or get the book before you even do that. That's what I would do. But uh, (laughs) I have to say it, Richard, you know, uh, the mishandling that this administration has had from day one when they put Kamala Harris up there as a czar on the border, she doesn't show up till four months later. Later. She doesn't even go to the port of entry, Richard. She goes to the nice area. She gets a little camera time. She cackles. She doesn't answer any questions. I've never seen an administration like it. This is absolutely mind-numbing. And we have plenty of conservatives out here on the east end of Long Island throughout southeastern Connecticut. And we're all concerned about what's being ushered in to our states as well because we've seen an increase in uh, the bad people coming in. It's just how it is. We need to have some sanity, Richard, in this country. Well, yes, and we don't have any. And the only thing that allows everything you just said to happen is what I call systemic media corruption. If the media was reporting what was going on, there would be a majority of people with pitchforks in the streets right now if they only knew how big a threat they had. Uh, The people wanted to know why Kamala Harris wasn't going to the border and they had the clock on her. I submitted that that was the wrong question. 
after she didn't click her heels and jump and take care of the problem, the question should have been asked the president, what do you do with a subordinate employee that does not follow your directives? Because he issued to her a command and she did not execute it. Uh, once when I was introducing a, a company to a foreign country, I asked uh, the executive when he wanted it done, he said, well, it's 2.30 right now. In other words, get it done now. And that's what the directive to her should have been. She has not, to this date, done anything except have the photo ops. And it worries me because we have a uh, we have an election, in my opinion, and I'm saying in my opinion, I'm not going to put words in your mouth while you're a guest with me. We have an election, in my opinion, that was stolen. We have a president right now that wasn't duly elected, and he's not there. Cognitively, he's not there, and it is a worry that she could actually become the president of the United States because she's a bigger worry to me than he is. But I suppose it doesn't matter, Richard, when you have um, the strings being pulled of the puppet, and that's ultimately what Joe Biden is, isn't he? Well, that's what I, I believe, and I don't think it matters who's sitting in that seat right now, whoever's directing it. Right. is going to direct it because neither one of them have the power to stand up to whoever's pulling the strings, in right. my opinion. And it's not the American people. No, absolutely not. There's mm -hmm. a power behind the throne, so to speak, pulling the strings, which is a pure Saul Alinsky tactic. And you can just guess the names of who that might be. I, I can. And, you know, um, I, I wanted to get your pick your brain on this a little bit since you're on with me right now. And we've been talking about it today. What do you make of the four police that committed suicide that were at the Capitol? Um, these are four police officers. Last year, it was just barely over 200 officers nationwide that had committed suicide. Police officers see the worst of the worst. They're being treated like garbage. It's hard for me to imagine that four police officers inside that Capitol would say, that was too much, I'm killing myself. I mean, something is really, really going wrong in Washington right now, Richard. What do you, what do you make of it? Well, and I can't get into those four uh, people's head, but it's unfortunate. Uh, the police are the thin blue line that protect us from total anarchy and chaos. And we see in cities where the police are not supported, the thefts that go on in places like San Francisco, the riots, the crime, and other things where the police are not supported. And these efforts to defund the police will only accelerate and exacerbate that situation. We need more support for the police because they are our protectors. And I'm thankful to be where I'm at because I can carry and protect myself with a weapon, but there can be a big enough crowd that none of us can protect ourselves enough without law enforcement. And so it's, it's important that we support the police and let our elected leaders know that they need to support the police on our behalf. Absolutely. Because they put their lives on the line every day for us. It's a, it's a, it's a worry to me to see how they're really spit on and they're treated like, like almost like dogs. I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of, or reading into when Vietnam veterans came home and got spit on these guys. Some of the videos that I see online throughout these li liberal entrenchments where they're just getting treated like absolute dog crap. And this administration does nothing for them. 
Well, and it's it's the case in local cities and states around the country also. And the, the first time I was really noticing it was videos out of New York City a few years ago where policemen would be standing on the street and people would come up and throw water on them yes. and start attacking their cars and different things like that. And that was kind of a test. And they saw that there was no consequence for that action. And since that time, it has done nothing but accelerate. Now, what normally happens in a society at some point is there'll be a snapback. And when that happens, there'll be a major consequence for people uh, doing those type of activities. But we've not gotten to that point yet. No, in January 6th, the question that should be asked is why did we get to this point? Not not, you know, people aren't looking uh, beyond the party line and and beyond who was there. Why did we get to that point? We got to that point because there are a lot of Americans out there right now that are fed up, Richard. Yes. And part of that uh, disappointment or whatever descriptor you want to use about that is a feeling that there's so much going on that I can't do anything about it. Right. And what I would like to encourage your listeners about is none of us can do everything, but each of us can do one thing. And so I would like to encourage them to figure out one thing that they're passionate about and get involved and make a difference on that one thing. And if enough of us do that on one thing, the collaboration of that and the accumulation of that will turn things around the way we want it to go. It sounds great to me, Mr. Battle. Thank you for coming on the program. Tell everybody where they go and get Navigating Life's Journey. Well, all seven of my books can be found at Amazon under Richard V as in Victor Battle, and they're available electronically, Kindle, audio, paper, uh, versions. Richard V. Battle, thank you. Keep up the good fight, my man. Thank you so much, and we say God bless America. I, I hope you'll come back soon. Amen. I'd be happy to. Thank you, Richard. Everybody, that was Richard V. Battle. You're going to want to go and get that uh, book, especially go to get your newsletter, richardbattle.com. You get that newsletter weekly, and you get the first three uh, chapters of the book, which is a really cool deal. I haven't seen anything like that before. So go and do that for yourself. Come back. We have a lot more show to go here on Freedom on Deck with Chet Martin, with Brian Bro, and with C.V. Burton. Don't go anywhere. I stepped up on the platform. The man gave me the news He said, you must be joking, son Where did you get those shoes? Where did you get those shoes? Well, I've seen them on the TV The movie show They say the times are changing But I just don't know Back everybody, FOD, myself, C.B. Burton, Brian uh, is roaming the land. Let's just put it that way. Hopefully, back next week. He's a very busy guy. And um, after this one, Dr. Kendra Becker Masante is coming on with us. We're going to be talking about the variant and the BS that's going on. The media lying to you. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this one here, real quick. Because Bill Gates is coming out right now, CV, 
and he's trying to cover his rear end yeah. from being <laughs> from being linked with Epstein as to say basically that these were business ventures that had nothing to do with but the problem is though and I I really want people to pay attention to this his name is on that flight log oh he, he was at pedophile island yeah. this has all happened why do you think his wife came out and right now basically looks like they're going to be looking for a divorce you think this stuff all happened by happenstance somebody I mean, must have on, showed her, somebody must have showed her the videotape that they used to compromise bill gates that could have been it that could have been it you know i i don't know if he was harassed by Epstein and all the uh, dirty players on that. I'm thinking he went there with the intent that everyone went there for. The same intent that Bill Clinton went to Pedophile Island with. In the in the the stuff that they destroyed over there, the buildings, the material that the FBI went in and took out. You think they did that for Joe Schmo? No, they did it because it's all linked to the Clintons, the Democrats. Bill Gates, leaders from across the world, parliament in England, all these bad entities that are over there connected to to uh, Pedophile Island with Mr. Epstein. It's not just because they wanted to get rid of some dirt on Epstein himself. It's be- Epstein was assassinated, so who cares what comes out about Epstein? Mm. They care about all these big names there that have a lot to lose in order for for what controls they have in the American public, in the economy, in the way things work. And if yet everything come out that Bill Gates was doing over there, um, I don't think that you'd want to buy any more product from Mr. Gates or anybody surrounding him. Uh, Just my little intuition there, CB. This might explain why Bill Gates went from being a, a capitalist and, uh, over time became like um, a pink sweater wearing Mr. Rogers type and supporting all these Democrat uh, activism. And what what strikes me about these apologetics of Bill Gates association with Jeffrey Epstein as they're trying to rehabilitate him in the public eye is the way they try to paint a picture of common folk and common lives, something that we can relate to. They try to make it. They try to make it sound like Gates just goes down to the local pub to get away from the little wife, you know, to hang out with to hang out with the bad kid in the neighborhood who was a bad influence, you uh, know, or to go to meetings like it's some kind of AA meetings when they're really like yeah. probably satanic meetings. No, Bill is a billionaire. He gets on a private jet. He flies to Lucifer Isle to partake in satanic rituals with Epstein and ex-presidents and other super famous people to abuse children in satanic temples with giant Moloch statues out front. Give me a break. They try to paint it as something like, oh, something the common folk can relate to. Oh, he's just hanging out with a bad influence, having one too many drinks to forget about his wife. Stop! We're not that stupid! We never have been. But good, but good luck to all you folks that believe in pigs like Bill Gates, Bill Clinton, and the rest of the louses. We have Dr. Kendra Becker-Musante coming up now. 
and then we'll wrap the show up after that. Stick around here with myself, C.B. Burton, Freedom on Deck, 94.9 News Town. I saw some stuff in your yard. Are you oh. going to give it to us? Oh, Meg, don't be rude. Or not. They might need it. If you don't want it, we'll take it. If you don't want to give it to us, we keep walking by. We'll keep going. We're not tired, but got plenty of places to go. Welcome back to Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and stimulating talk. Been too long between shows that Dr. Kendra Becker Masante has been on the program, but she's back with FOD today. And uh, it's always an honor to have her on. Dr. K, thank you for being with us on this very lovely Sunday. How are you? But there's so much going on to talk about when it comes to COVID 19, the variant. And now what Dr. Fauci, and we'll get into Fauci in a little bit, I don't want to get him right now, but says that there's something worse around the bend, which means that there's going to be something that the media uh, dangles in front of us again. But right now, they're starting to put restrictions back in New York and elsewhere. California's uh, really cranked it up as well. In in, uh, Florida, uh, the governor was uh, dead set against going back with masks in school, we can talk about that as well. But explain to the listeners what they mean when they say the new variant. So, uh, you know, with viruses, viruses change. Now, let's be clear and go back to the very beginning where viruses are technically not alive and they require a susceptible host in order to gain access to the cell, create replication and make that particular individual sick. So, um, you know, we could you and I, Chet, have talked multiple times and could continue to talk about why people get sick. And, you know, I'm a terrain theorist, meaning that, you know, I like people to really keep their bodies in balance. And the only way that we get sick is because our uh, bodies or our immune systems are out of balance due to stress or toxicity or whatever. But nonetheless, um, in order to continue, uh, uh, in order for a virus to continue to survive, it has to continue to mutate or change. And it does that when it gets inside of a host cell and sees what kind of, of, you know, kind of good and services are in there like is it inside of a host cell that's like a pinto or is it inside of a host cell that's like a ferrari and it can take a couple extra cylinders and replicate quicker or um, change the, the type of symptom picture or whatever so that's all a variant is i mean it's the same thing that we have been looking at with the common cold for you know over 100 years it just continues to replicate inside a susceptible host so it is not surprising to me that there is a variety of variants with regard to coronavirus. We had identified eight or so a year ago um, just simply because of how the virus had gotten into individuals' bodies and was able to replicate. So that's not uncommon. There's quite a bit of evidence that shows that the Delta variant is largely related to vaccination. So whether it is the people that are getting vaccines or the susceptibility is increasing in the population because of the amount of vaccines that people have received. So, um, you know, there's because there's just so much uh, Internet suppression with real authentic science, it's hard to really produce these studies, although I did see a few um, several months ago. So that the information is out there. It's just very, very hard to find. So that's what's going on with that. What I'm seeing with the Delta variant or 
or, you know, new stage coronavirus. It's probably Epsilon, Beta, Eta, Theta or whatever variant at this point, because it does replicate and and change pretty quickly, is I find that the uh, people are sicker for a longer period of time. But knock on wood, with this particular go around, I do not have a single patient that has had to go to the hospital yet. Yeah, that's I've been hearing that as well. And uh, from what I see, and this actually, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due. This actually came out from CBS that said that most of the new cases with the Delta variant are people that got the vaccination, I think, mm-hmm. two to one. Now, right. if, there's, if there's this big gap between people that have gotten the vaccine and those who haven't, to picking up the Delta variant, why would anyone want to go get the vaccine right now? Well, and that's why you see the mainstream media doing what they're doing. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 99% of the people that are in the hospital are unvaccinated, which is a statistic that I cannot find any evidence for. Period. End of story. But you don't, so, but you don't have to. And then, and the other thing is, Kendra, and we were talking about this early on the onset of the program with the first guest. Uh, they're they're picking the border jumpers up and they're dispersing them throughout the country. And there was one story where a family went into a business, an establishment in a restaurant, coughing and sneezing. They didn't received any, uh, you know, uh, vaccination. They hadn't been tested. And it ended up that they were carrying COVID. So the 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 super spreader to me seems to be the Democrat Party, Kendra. Well, I mean, absolutely. I was so I listen to very little mainstream media news because it raises my blood pressure past a safe at, you know point for me. So I just can't. And the other day, it happened to be on in the car, and it was so interesting to hear that they're they're threatening to you know make sure that every European tourist that comes into the country is vaccinated and tested and this that and the other thing. But like you said, all the immigrants are coming over the border and getting dumped in cities around the country. Nobody's testing them. Nobody. Nobody's even, you know, doing so much as as a temperature check. And I was like, oh, this sounds very familiar, kind of like how they're going to take away everybody's legal gun, but, you know, leave all the illegal guns on the streets. I mean, it's just it's so much hypocrisy. It's the same playbook all the time. And you know how you, you know how you prevent that? Shut the damn border down and don't let anybody in. I mean, if we're in a pandemic, and, and I know I've said this to you a mil, probably a million times over the last year and a half, if we are indeed in a pandemic, we would have shut borders, wouldn't we? Absolutely. 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 If the politicians and, were worried about their family. Well, exactly. And to that point, if they had followed the Swedish model, they would have let everybody go about their business, cut, um, you know, uh, gatherings of greater than 500 people, Correct. Um, you know, got rid of that and allowed everybody to gain herd immunity. Instead, they locked everybody up, put everybody in a mask, scared the bejesus out of everybody, completely wrecked their immune system. So when everybody went back to business as usual this July, it doesn't surprise me that there's going to be another wave of this just because of simple exposure. Humans need other humans to booster and balance their immune systems. I mean, it's, it's a simple fact. 
But I want to bring up one other thing, Chet, too, that um, also in that same 15 minutes I was listening to the news, there was a physician on there that was actually talking about natural immunity. I mean, I can't even count how many people I know that have had coronavirus, survived without a problem, and carry antibodies to coronavirus. You know, they keep focusing on this vaccine, on this untested, liability-free vaccine, and they are giving no credit to those of us that have gotten coronavirus and carry active antibodies. So when you carry active antibodies to a virus of any kind, whether it be chickenpox, measles, or whatever, and you come in contact with somebody who has that virus, your immune system gets a booster. You don't get reinfected. You don't get sick again. You get a booster, and your immune system is then reminded that you don't have to get sick again from that virus. There is I literally heard one sentence about that from one physician in in all of mainstream media. Yeah, and I'm one of those people, by the way. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, I can, I can tell you that I feel more confident as one of those people. And yes. right now, the way that New York and Connecticut and California, next, you know, on and on and on, are presenting this thing like we're evil if we don't have the vaccine yet. They're creating this... Uh, them versus us attitude, which is what the communists have done throughout history. It's the same playbook. It's the same thing that Karl Marx wrote about when he uh, when he was writing about the bourgeoisie. It was basically to uh, pit us against the ruling class. And now it's a it's an area where people are so drummed up because of all the garbage that that they read on social media. So it's different than ever before. Now people seem to be more geared up to uh, throwing you under the bus, turning their neighbors in, turning uh, children in that haven't had it. It's the craziest things ever. And then, Kendra, a week and a half ago, Dr. Fauci comes out. Why anybody even puts him on TV is beyond me, especially after Rand Paul disposed of him so well. But he comes out and says, listen, we're going to have a worse variant than this one because of all the unvaccinated in America. So instead of uh, instead of trying to quell the panic in the U.S. right now, he's ratcheting it up in the same people uh, that are letting the sick into the country throughout those borders and dispensing them uh, into every state that there is right now and it's just the guy is insane yeah i mean he's been insane from the beginning i I don't know i get that he was a holdover in the trump administration i get that trump listened to him initially and thought you know even though he was using the gates model i mean who uses a model from a guy that quit college had a terrible reputation and then started a foundation to boost his reputation i mean has anybody actually read or looked at, at the history of bill gates and got panicked when they said originally 2 million people would die. So I get that. But after some of the research came out, you know, over the the following months, where the heck was Trump saying this guy is full of beans? Like enough already. Do you think, yeah, it's a good, it is a good question too. You know, I, I, I support President Trump, but I think, I, I think he was working against a lot of moving parts. I think if he could redo it, Uh, He would do it much differently. But, you know, it's sad to see that, especially when we should be trying to move on. I do think there are some people waking up to what's happening here. But unfortunately, it seems like they can come out anytime that they want and say, hey, you're going to get really sick. We need to shut everything down again. 
There are more businesses shutting down in New York again. You know, they know what they're doing. They know this is affecting the community in a negative fashion, especially in the minority communities where a lot of these yep. folks aren't can't even get a hold of a vaccination and shutting their businesses down. Uh, they're doing it for a reason, Kendra. Oh, of course they are. And Chet, you and I have talked for years about the fact that I would never put it past the government to, you know, try on a very regular basis to take away your rights. Like that's, you know, I don't, that doesn't surprise me at all. What surprises me is how, like you said, all of these people so sheepishly complied, wear a mask, don't wear a mask, get a vaccine, get another vaccine, get another vaccine, send your kids to school with masks, you know, get your kids vaccinated and everybody just lines right up for it. Was part of it, you think that um, there was so much resistance towards the first vaccination and that's why this is happening? Or would they have done this anyway? Um, I I definitely think this was all part of the grand plan. But, you know, the bigger piece and the bigger concern, of course, is that, you know, they separated everybody. They told you to shelter in place. Nobody cares about your neighbor. So say you have a neighbor that doesn't have access to the vaccine. You're not at the mailbox having a conversation when you get your morning paper with your neighbor saying, hey, did you get vaccinated? Is that something that you want to do? Let me help you do that. Oh, God, I know there's there's none of that. There's no sense of community left at all. And there's no and there's no patients rights either. No. Oh, of course not. That's long gone. Yeah. When people say that to me and I've had discussions because I've been approached by people asking and, um, you know, for the most part, I would say not yet. And that means not yet. And still not yet. But uh, they don't have to answer that question, but they feel like they have to or they'll know I didn't get the vaccination. So now I'm getting the vaccination just so I don't get harassed anymore. And that's happening a lot. Oh, I I hear that all the time. Well, I want to travel. Well, you know, my work is mandating it. Totally illegal under the Constitution. But they're doing it anyway, and they're getting away with it. You think there's going to be a lot of lawsuits coming up with this? I pray to God, but these vaccine manufacturers are like Teflon. You know, nothing sticks to them. They are liability-free, and that's what went— part of the guidelines were when they rolled out these vaccines was to allow them to be completely liability-free. And what's with the mask again now, the mandate that uh, Biden's pushing for schools to open with the mask? The governor in Florida, who you're a big fan of, and I am too, uh, yep. he, he is, he's actually taking a stand against all this garbage, which I'm happy about. And I see big future for him as long as uh, we don't have these voting machines that are rigged for the Democrats. But aside from that, where do you see that falling uh, with DeSantis? Where do you see everything lining up throughout the country with these masks? So I think the the swamp governors are going to do exactly what they, you know, are, you know, they're going to follow hook, line and sinker what the president states and mandates and all of that. Um, I think the other governors, the Republican governors, the ones that actually listen to their their constituents are um, going to do what they want to do, what's best for their states. So as of yesterday, there was a big back and forth in Florida. The governor said no mask mandates like you can't mandate any of this stuff. No vaccine passports, no nothing. And then there were several school boards that went and reversed that decision. 
decision. And so DeSantis said, I'm going to withhold funding from the towns, you know, if you're going to go against my orders. And then Biden said, well, if he's going to withhold funding, the federal government will pay for it, which, of course, is illegal. Um, And then as of yesterday, the Florida Board of Education unanimously approved allowing families to take their children's education dollars. So if you have a kid in public school, the money that they had allocated for your kid in public school can now go into your bank account and you can use that money for a private school. Everything they're doing is illegal. Yeah. And they don't care. Yep. It's it's beyond that now. They don't care. And, you know, Governor King Lamont is a perfect example. Oh, God. I mean, he is, he is the He's a best schm- at he is a schmuck. He, oh, my God. I mean, you know, with, I hated Malloy, but at least Malloy had some balls. This guy, I mean, he is just a nothing burger. He pushes through all the agenda for the left, but uh, he's just like a little shrieking violet. I don't even consider him a man. Exactly. There's all that China money. There's all kinds of money in Connecticut that is basically running the government, which is why they have total and complete control over him. I mean, that's very concerning. You know, my parents owned a business in Connecticut for over 40 years. My husband was in my husband's parents did the same thing. Everybody left the state. I know. Come on. I know. And great people like you and great people like your husband left. I don't blame you guys. I don't blame you. You have to operate. You have to be able to do what you want. You have to have freedom. This is turning into uh, something far worse than that. We'll get you back on. We have a big show coming up that's going to have to do with the healthcare industry. It's probably going to be a couple months down the line, but I'm going to organize something. Maybe you could do the whole show with us, or we could figure something out like that, too, because um, there's just so much misinformation out there, Kendra. There really is. Oh, there is. There is. And people are just so fearful. I mean, they don't even there's so much manufactured fear that they don't even realize that their immune systems work properly, that they could really go about their business and that they don't have to live in fear of the government. It's, yeah. it's you know, power I know to the people, my friend, you know, and <laughs> and definitely power to the people. Tell everybody where they can get a hold of you if they want. Sure. Um, I'm on, um, I have a website, drkendrabecker.com. I'm on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Most of the other uh, platforms have kept, kicked me off. I answer all of my own emails, so don't send me any hate mail. But if you're looking to contact me, I have two books, I have a course, and I have a whole bunch of information on my website, which again is drkendrabecker.com. Everybody, that was Dr. Kendra Musante over there in shiny, sunny Florida while we're here in dreary Long Island in Connecticut. That's all right. Listen, we're just going to come back, wrap the show up real quick. We only have a few minutes to go. Um, I want to talk to you guys about some of the stuff that's coming up for the show, and then we'll just uh, let you go and on your merry way. Stay here with Freedom on Deck 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Kendra, when it comes to topics like this, just so everybody understands, if there's anything going on out there on the radio dial or on the uh, 
on the pickup with the app as far as commercials not airing. Everything will be changing. I can't get into exactly what's happening, but you're not going to have to worry about that for too much longer. I'm hoping that everything is fixed right now. Last week, it went you know, very well until Topics 5. So if it happens again, uh, let us know. And we're definitely taking care of that in a big way because it's not going to be an issue anymore. But yeah. I just can't tell. I, I, I just I don't have the freedoms to tell you what's happening. But we are coming up on a six year anniversary for the show on FM Terrestrial, which is a big deal. Uh, our week coincides with 9-11. We started the show basically on 9-11. It was, ba- it was September 10th when we put out the first podcast for Freedom on Deck and then moving eventually within a, a month or two onto FM Terrestrial uh, with 94.9, and now it's heard on all these different channels, and, it, and it's heard on our site, and it's heard on a lot of different video-sharing sites. And as usual, Lee has something special prepared for 9-11, and, you know, we're going to be a part of that as well. But, you know, the important thing that we have to look at right now going on in this country and abroad is not to, to forget that at one time, CV, we all were proud of the American flag. We all stood up for each other. We all had each other's backs. It was a different time. Um, and I think the wedge that has been created has been created by the left because the left saw so fit to jump in not far after 9-11 happened to start blaming everybody else besides themselves. And listen, there's a lot of blame to go around. I don't stand up for the Bush family. I never have. But we need to get away from prodding each other, come together and figure out why the establishment is doing this to us, why they want to label us, why they want to number us, because they do. And I think we're going to really hearken on that with the anniversary show of RSCV, for sure. Well, you know, you have to keep in mind that George Bush Jr. was the only option. He was the the lesser of two evils at the time. Oh, yeah. We didn't... A lot of uh, Republicans going in uh, thought that George Bush was a solid Republican. It was only over the course of his his tenure that we discovered that he's just part of the Uniparty that I now call the Chinacrats. But I cannot believe that it's been 20 years since 9-11. It seems like it seems like yesterday, but we've had we've had ups and we've had downs. Definitely Donald Trump was a a great spike in our uh, in our morale and he's coming back believe me he's coming back either before 24 or on 20 or at 24 yeah, he's coming back he already said he is so yes. when he says something he delivers whether you like him or you don't like him one thing president trump does he keeps he his delivers. promises yep he does he keeps his promises And, um, you know, we're going to harken back to that also when Lee has his show. Uh, You know, that's a dark area in this country, but we can't forget it. It feels like we have. It really does feel like we've forgotten. I'm not talking about me and you or anyone in particular, but as a country, we have forgotten. And we should and we said we would we said we would never forget all you folks out there driving around right now. We said we would never forget. I have a memory like an elephant. I I, I remember 9-11 like it was yesterday. I remember Mandalay Bay. They tried to sweep that under the rug. 
I remember the the Bundy Ranch invasion. I remember uh, Ruby Ridge. I remember Waco. I remember everything. I remember what the B, uh, Black Lives Matter did over uh, last summer, burning down cities and killing police officers and shop owners. I don't forget a thing. Don't forget. Keep keep your eyes open. Keep awake. All right, I got to wrap it up now, folks. All right, we'll be <laughs> back here next week, and uh, we're going to have more great guests, more hot topics. Have an awesome day. God bless America. From Freedom on Deck to your listenership, and we, we thank you so much for that. Have an awesome day.